Podcast like a motherfucker. Amazon podcast. Are we on? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, perfect. Hello. It's a <laughs> special edition of the podcast. Call it the Amazon Christmas present to the community. Or maybe the rehab edition. The rehab edition. <laughs> We're all just drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> Victory water. Victory water. <laughs> yeah, at least for me. Yeah, Patrick just smashed my dick in. Yeah, really hard. <laughs> And yeah. I watched. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, guys. Usual host, Henry P. Miller. Yeah, Oliver. We need to make you a nickname, Oliver. Oh, shit. The bear from the blue house. <laughs> the bear in the blue house? It still sticks. I mean... Yeah. And I, moved, I, I do live in a real blue house. You now. moved like two or three times, and every time it still fits. Yeah. Is it always blue? Yeah. All my houses have been blue, and I didn't notice until I left the second one. And he was like, <laughs> why are you calling me the bear from the blue house? And then suddenly, after a couple of years, Oliver realized that he always lived in a blue house. <laughs> and I actually now live in a house in the middle of something known as the Blue Village. <laughs> it's like live in a blue house with a blue window. <laughs> yeah. You're a blue da ba dee da ba da. That's, that's gonna be the, the show. Yeah, that's gonna be the jingle for Oliver. Yeah. I need to make a blue army. <laughs> make a demon army. Blue demons. No, a blue bear army. <laughs> they can be demons too. No, we need demons. I, I need to make a demon army. And it's not because I'm staring at some of the new rules. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the rules. So yeah, we're going to do uh, a bit of a teaser, a teaser for you guys. So the Demon Legion book should be out. Hopefully, if you're listening to this on the day of release, it should be out t- tomorrow. Yeah. That's uh, the 24th of December. Uh, I'm not sure about this. That this is this is like penciled in schedule. Yeah. So uh, we'll 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 see about that. But uh, that's the least. Hopefully, when it's going to be out. Yeah. But the the ninth age team never push a deadline. Exactly. So it, <laughs> it's it's not set in stone, but that's uh, at least what they hope to have. So um, we're going to take you through the first part of the book, the rules, and uh, and just talk about what we think is really good. And maybe really bad, but probably more really good. Yeah, I think Oliver which has, is most of it. Oliver <laughs> already has his favorite thing yeah. going on. I have a, I have a lot of favorite things. So yeah. uh, we'll just take it as it comes. So do you guys want to start with it? Yeah, let's go with the AVR Army White Rules. So we already I think this one's already been uh, been spoiled. And yes, I, and I would it guess has. also a few of these will come up in the next few the yeah. few days. Before this is released, so we're just gonna go over we, it anyway. We get to feel special for one night. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the immortal denizens. Denizens. Well, how do you say it? Immortal denizens. Denizens. Immortal Danes. <laughs> immortal Dennis. 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> so you get plus one casting modifier when rolling one or two dice for a spell. Yeah. This one, is nice. One or two is always fail, and you get everybody in the game, which means you and your opponent get plus two veil tokens in your turn. It's a cool rule, bit fluffy. Yeah. And uh, and it's also nice when it, when it combos with some of the items and yeah, exactly. and, uh, and spells and stuff. I, I think it's good to have this rule in mind when we go through the, the characters mm. later. But I think something that's really important for, to me at least is that even though you get plus one to cast when using one or two dice, you only fail automatically on a one or two if you roll one dice. Yeah. Yeah. As it said, that, that, that's pretty, you know, every time you can guarantee you cast a spell yeah. on two dice, no matter how great it is it's or pretty, strong it's it is, pretty strong. that's so, pretty nice. So let's say we have a spell that we really want to cast and it's cast on a four and we chuck two dice. Yeah. Automatically, yes. It's, Unless you roll double one, and then you've... No. It's automatically cast. Uh, then this is three. And you roll a three. Unless you're, unless uh, you're a master. Unless you're a master, of yeah. course, of course. But then you fizzle and get your dice back. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, pretty nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> also, how do you, what do you think about the two veil tokens you get extra? My, I haven't thought about this before, except for right now. I think you would always want to so, play... Sorry, sorry dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. They, they can still use them. For what? For they even get extra dice. Channeling extra oh, dice. Yeah, still get, yeah. But you always want to play an army that has magic. Yeah. I think this in the meta will give you a bigger disadvantage against demons if you don't have magic in your yeah. army. Yeah, true. So some of, the, some of the armies that are running without magic at all might get fewer in numbers. Yeah. Because of demons are now... Skewing the meta to like, you need kind of some magic yeah. to take advantage of this if you're playing demons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Aegis, we all know what this is. I think they've just yeah. put this in just to make it a bit the, more. Yeah, easy. no, but actually they had the Aegis on the profile. Yeah. So yeah. so it makes it easier, and I guess some 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 units will have like a higher or lower Aegis. So, yeah, depending on whether the attacks or magic or mundane. shooting or close combat and or stuff like something that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, Dominion. At the start of each friendly player turn, you can choose one friendly unit within the commanding and presence range of the model with Dominion. All rank of file models in the chosen unit are affected as described in the Dominion rule in the character's unit entry. The effects last until the end of the next player turn. So, this is really important when yes. when, when we talk about the different kind of uh, demons that are available so basically um, assume let's say the demon is towering presence has an 18 inch bubble of, uh, of leadership it can choose one unit in the bubble to give its uh, its special rule to yeah and it should be said that the general needs to buy this yeah the general always and buys it I, I find <laughs> that this may be one of the most interesting things in the books yeah, that's it, been made so far yeah because it basically tells you whether or not this model is meant to be a general in your specific list. Yeah, you it, get to tailor everything. You, you can. You're basically deciding the synergy uh, exactly. or a key synergy of your list. And I think this. it's vital that you have a character that actually brings something to the army. Yeah. But also, it means that you have like effect of an extra spell cast automatically. Yeah. 
It's like yeah. a small buff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it like is like uh, plus one armor piercing and stuff like that, right? Yeah, those kind of things. You'll see I, as we oh, get Yeah, them. we'll get through them. Yeah. One of them is like reroll ones to wound, for example. Which is nice too. Yeah. Which is always nice. So, weapons? We only have one special weapon, and it's a shooting weapon called Dark Fire. Um, I guess this is what the old flamers used. Yeah, I think so. And maybe the imps? Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's have... way too strong. <laughs> the, the core shooting will have a different weapon. Yeah. I'm 100% sure. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. this you is guys, strong. You guys have been playtesting the book. So. Yeah, we've been playtesting the book, but we don't know how it looks now. No. And this weapon is not in core. Yeah. <laughs> it's I good. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So, so we have Dark Fire. It's range 18. Two shots. Strength 4. AP 0. Accurate. But AP zero doesn't matter at all <laughs> when the special rule of this weapon is that armor save rolls of one, two, and three are always considered failed when saving wounds caused by dark fire. So it's it's basically like AP free and goodbye cowboys. Yeah, but it, but it can't negate uh, armor save if you have four plus. So you're always gonna yeah. have at least yeah. four always plus. have at least four plus. True. True, but it does deal with something that demons have struggled with, like steam tanks. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But it's only strength four. You need to wound it first. Yeah, but let's say you have a unit of five, yeah. that's already ten wounds. No, 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 you need to hit first. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, ten shots. Yeah. But you're accurate, which makes a big difference. Depends on if the unit is quick to fire or not, and how, yeah. how well they hit, if they hit on threes or fives or fours or whatever. But I think, I think we're going to see this in most armies, at least a unit with this kind of weapon, just for dealing I, with those high armor stuff. I, I don't think necessarily think so. No? The fun part about the Ninth Age is that every time I look at something in an army book and I'm like, why the hell is no one using this? And you know what? It's... Everyone has different metas yeah, and yeah. different ways of playing and stuff like that. When we playtested this book, this, this, unit was, this shooting weapon was fairly the same, and I never took it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Because there were so many other things that I wanted to have instead. Okay. I guess it's just, it's just a treat for the demon player that you have so many great choices to pick from the book. Okay. And I hope they, they kept many of them. I, I guess they have. So... Oh. Yeah. It's gonna be a really fun book and, and a really really customizable army actually. Okay, yeah. interesting. So and next one, yeah, I think you should take this because I know that you really like it. It's uh, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> You've been talking about this all week, uh, or at it's, least uh, for two days. <laughs> it's, the, it's the second best spell in the game, right? Well, let's after, see. After Spark of Creation, my after Spark of Creation. <laughs> I don't know what's the best spell. My favorite is. That's the favorite. Okay. <laughs> you think it's the best spell? Yeah, nah, it's it, but it's close. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So we have the hereditary spell, Spear of Infinity. Um, it's cast on a four plus, which basically, yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> on a four plus, which basically is three plus when you're playing a demon. Yeah. When you uh, when you are a demon, the range is twenty four. It's a hex missile damage, instant. And the effects are that the target suffers one hit with strength two, in brackets five, multiple wounds two, armor penetration two, area attack one times five. And I should note that they've changed the sequence of that now. Okay. They wrote that on the forum because popular demand was that they needed to change it because it's pretty normal within math that the X is always first. Okay. Because otherwise, 
you know, with the current rules, this would mean that you would hit the five front models of a rank. <laughs> okay. Um, for each non-attribute spell successfully cast earlier in the same magic phase, hits from the Spear of Infinity gain one strength. Whew. So, but here comes the kicker. It's replicable. So you can cast it as many times as you like in the same magic phase. Yes. So it's basically a strength five bolt thrower. That goes up to strength six or strength seven or strength eight. Cast another spell. Yeah. And it's 24 inch range and it does multi wounds too. So this, against ogres, this is horrid. Well, not necessarily on the normal troops, unless, of course, you get to the higher strength. Yeah. As soon as you get strength um, six, it's nasty. But, for example, against the saber toothed tigers, yeah. it's pretty much if you get it through, you kill a saber toothed tiger, which is a, you know. But let's not forget that you get plus one strength also on the, yeah, the rest yeah, of the of hits. Course. So they're going to be like strength three, strength four. Yeah. It's going to be good yeah. against ranked units. Yeah, yeah. I Just think like it, unit of ogres. Yeah, yeah. Most or or unit of spearmen, or unit of something really expensive and really yeah. fr fragile. Yeah. I've, I've had a difficult time to all the listeners. I've had a difficult time telling people how strong I really believe this is. This is not a spell that if you cast it, you win the game. I'm not saying that, but it is a spell on a four plus, but you know, really it's on a, a three, three plus, plus yeah. that has a big chance of killing stuff. Okay, so when, when you get your, your demon army, yeah, uh, are you gonna go to your first magic phase and say, okay, here's six dice, I'm gonna cast Spear of Infinity six times, and you can choose which one you want to dispel, and then just roll it, and then see, okay, I've ha this is how many I've cast. <laughs> you can choose it, which one you want to dispel. No, but I, I think the, the most, per the, the, the wonderful thing about this is it's so flexible. Yeah. Let's say you cast Vispers of the Veil on a unit that's maybe, you know, threatening you to charge, you know, yeah. it may charge you. The opponent would never let that go through. So you roll three dice getting that through. He may roll five dice. That would in most you know circumstances mean he has one dice left and you have four to five dice yeah. left yeah and then you just go to town then you can if if that's what yeah, you want for a couple but of it, dice, you're yeah. never forced to use it it could you could also just keep a single die i'm not saying you get it through automatically on a single die but it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a good chance yeah. and and also as you'll see when we get into the different gifts that you can take there's a, a lot of options to take this spell in, in unit champions. Yeah. So should we go there now? Yeah. I think the next one is the manifestations. Yeah, this is basically the honor part. Yeah. And, and the magic items combined in one. Yeah. So manifestations are both for units and for characters. Yeah, it's called a guiding manifestation when a character takes a manifestation that can also affect the ring and file models in the unit. Yeah. So the way it works is that the there's a point value for the character and then a point value for the whole unit, the character and the unit. So just as an example, the first one is called Dexterous Tentacles. It's 15 points for a character, or 35 points for the character and the unit it's in. Yeah. But then it gets dominant, so we, I guess... You, you can only use it once. You can only have it once. You can only have yeah, one yeah, dominant yeah. item. One, one dom dominant manifestation, right? Yeah. So if you're, if you're taking this on a character and you want the upgraded one that gives it in the unit, this is the only upgrade that you can give to a unit. 
Yeah. You can take other ones, but you couldn't have like two buffs on the on one unit from one character. But you could have two characters in the unit and give it two different buffs. Okay. So should we go through one by one? So this one that we talked about was Dextrous Tentacles. It's 15 points for character, 35 for a unit, and you gain plus one agility. I, I can't help thinking about the Dextrous Testicles. <laughs> Making it faster? Yeah. <laughs> Fastest tex- testicles. In the West. <laughs> In the Vale. It's just a plus one to agility. It's definitely not bad for the points, but, you know, it's... It's one of those things that it's kind of matchup dependent, yeah. and I'm pretty sure, and that goes for all the manifestations, that if you sit down and build an arm list that really, yeah. you know, kind of works think, in... Yeah, exactly. You, you kind of want to have an idea for a unit yeah, that exactly. this is going to be a unit that's going to fight against the high agility stuff. And... Yeah, but I think the reason why I'm so happy about this new book is because it really lets you. Yeah. Uh, I might be close to thinking that some of it is too strong, and that's from me. I want to build Dami anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's it's so cool. Yeah. You have so many different builds. But if we if we look at the next one, yeah, I think when you look at them and you can only take one on each character that will buff a unit plus one agility is not that strong. For twenty points more, you get Living Shield, which gives your unit parry, mm-hmm. which is pretty nice because demons don't really take weapons. No. And so this kind of gives you that, that parry unit if you need one. Yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, parry without affecting whatever you're using, whatever. It has the same, going same on. offensive yeah. things. Yeah. And just parry on top. Yeah. It's expensive though, 55 points. It's 20 points more than plus one agility. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. So next one, Chitinous Scales. The model gains plus two armor to a maximum of three. So we get a little bit of armor in on... This is basically only the characters that benefit from yeah, this. You can't have this on you. Yes, but I think it, it's kind of nice versus small arms fire. Yeah. So I think it's very meta-dependent. I think the I think that you'll see this a few times, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Centipede legs, <laughs> like the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. The human centipede. I, I, oh. just, I just see a bunch of demons tied together from <laughs> ass to mouth. <laughs> like, and they from far. Plus one advance rate. Yeah. So it's going to help you charge. I'm pretty sure the human centipede was pretty slow. <laughs> but I think this... But this is a demon centipede. <laughs> this, this may be one of the most, you know, under the radar things at all because from the looks of it it looks like every single demon is a beast yeah. which means that it's quick they all have switch, yeah, switch, switch track yeah. so bumping think, something up to movement 5 or movement 7 yeah I think whoa. this one for me is something you can see on characters a lot yes so it's only 25 points and go like a movement let's say advance 8 character going to advance 9 or exactly or advance 9 character going to advance 10 something like that could yes. be quite a big difference yes um, unnatural roots that one uh, I, I have a feeling that it's gonna be really good I really like this one yeah. actually so it's 35 points only for a character so when a unit with one or more instances of this manifestation rolls a break test, so you can only have it once. Or combat reform test. Or combat reform test. The combat score difference counts as two less to a minimum of zero. 
So this has no effect on other units engaged in the same combat. So basically, you lose combat by two less. Two less when yeah. you take a break test. Yeah. So that's going to help you stick around but, a lot longer. But notice that you said it, it's only for a character, but it also works for the unit yeah. it's in. Yeah. And what does this cost? 35 points. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good really thing. Really good. It makes it very easy to kind of do the math yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Okay, he'll charge me in the side and in, in, in flank and stuff like that. So he's up by three, you know. Yeah, sure. So he'll never win by more than one, depending yeah. on how many it's wounds we do. And and it, and it also like in in the Warriors book, the Pride um, favors tend to give you extra leadership bonuses, like uh, maximized role mm. or minimized role. Um, it's similar in the Demon book. So like this combined with like a Demon of Pride. It could combination quite well because you're taking like rerolls on break tests and things like that. But don't you just want to play so you don't lose combats? Yeah, sure, <laughs> but that's true. sure, but maybe maybe you're having like a unit that's there to be like an anvil. Yeah. So that's there kind of to absorb damage. True. So again, it's it's a way that you can build your list or build a unit specific in your list for a certain role. Maybe they have core unit that's that's built for specifically being an anvil. <laughs> We don't know yet, but, but maybe it, it will be. <laughs> For for me, I see it really useful for like lone characters mm, because yeah, they would have the problem of fighting against static. I think that's the best use. So yeah. you have a lone character who can go out fight against the unit that have had a lot of static and still come out on top, or at least not lose. Yeah. yeah. And then kill them slowly or for hopefully fast. Yeah. Yeah. But over over a few turns without breaking. Yeah, definitely. So you can like take the take the tip of the. Of the spear when you charge in and you take the champion first round, and yeah. then you start chopping that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point actually. So the next one. So uh, sorcerous antennae. 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 So it's like an antenna. Like a for like sorceries. A little, uh, like yeah. a pointy pointy like thing. An, uh, ant thingies. Yeah, an antenna. Yeah. Like in, on your radio. Yeah. On your old radio. Yeah. Antenna for sorcerers. So doing Sif in the of the veil of each of your magic phases, each unit with one one or more instances of this manifestation adds a veil token to your veil token pool. So it's it's like a talisman of the void. Yeah, it's yes. only a little bit cheaper. But you can take two. And you can take them on a unit. And hold on. No, on a character. Hold on. Not on units? No. Okay. No. But hold on. Oh yeah, I'm not sure about that, Henry. There might be some units that Can okay. specifically take it. Okay. So what you're telling me is that for 90 points, I'll get two more channel, <laughs> which I already get from the beginning. So yeah. we're up to four extra channels. Plus one from your wizards? demons wizards thing. Yeah, well, depending on whether it's an adept yeah. or apprentice and stuff like that. So you're telling me that <laughs> from the get go, you can make sure you have at least four. And the lowest you can get extra, I believe, is three. That brings us to seven as a minimum. Mm. And With the lowest you can get is two. On the card number two, oh, you get yeah, five, that's, two. That's right. That's, that's, that's six. True. But six I'm is still two dice. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's, there's some kind of character that you can also carry six over. Mm -hmm. I think. We'll get there. But, but I think there just is. To, just, to, just to think, all of these were available to units in the playtesting Yeah. I don't know if it's still like that. So it's possible that you could have units with these guys. Okay. With these antennas. 
Yeah. <laughs> you need to model them though. It says it says in the down the bracket you need to model them on the unit, and otherwise they don't count. <laughs> so get the green stuff going. Get the, get the go and buy some bugs from the, the, to <laughs> yeah. the toy store and yeah. just stick antenna on everything. <laughs> I'll have a name Barmy. <laughs> so uh, the eternal champion has his mark. Yeah. Forty-five points. This manifestation can only be taken by a single model units or units with a champion. If given to a unit with a champion, only the champion is affected by the manifestation. The affected model is not a wizard, it gains wizard apprentice. And it must select Spear of Infinity, the hereditary spell that we just discussed. Um, if the affected model is already a wizard, it knows Spear of Infinity in addition to its other spells and cannot select it during spell selection. So basically, for 45 points, you get this spell. You don't get a channel, but you get the spell. So it's basically magical heirloom. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't. Okay. <laughs> My bag is killing me. If we can move to the table, it's Yeah, we yeah, let's just, just do that. So while they're moving, just take the next one. Um, charge tendrils. At the end of Siphon the Veil, the owner may store one additional Veil token, up to a maximum of six. Ah. So, here we go. Now we can store more Veil tokens. I don't know if you want to, though. Because... The, the limit only counts for when you're done with Sif and the Veil. So I guess if you want to store them for later. I don't um, know, what do you think? I think it's good, but I'm normally using all of my Veil tokens. I don't know, I think in the, you know a person needs to sit down and break it all down. Do the numbers. What yeah. do you want? What? Yeah, I you think know. you have to have a strategy going into this. Yeah, yeah of course. I don't think I would take it. Well, it depends on how what you go with, honestly. You need to, you really need to um, get a lot of veil tokens somehow, and and for me at least, I always, always, even if I'm casting favor of melodies, basically, uh, melodies, I will always um, get as much as many dice as possible. Mm. So I would never store six. No, exactly. It's only thirty points, so. Yeah, but it's 30 points you could have used for getting plus two armor save on your character. Yeah, sure. but but let's say you go with the build you had before, where you just automatically channel four. Yeah. Then it's damn easy to go above the limit. Yeah, I think you have to try and play it and see where yeah. how it works out. Th this only works if you have 16 veil tokens. <laughs> no. Yes, if you have 12. You're just gonna switch them for dice. No, yeah, probably, yeah. So, and then you can start three. So if if even if you have fifteen veil tokens, you're always, hopefully, always gonna change them to four dice, and keep three in the bank. But Patrick, you may or may not know if you can use veil tokens for different stuff. Which, I don't know yet. Which could make it interesting. And maybe there's other ways of generating veil tokens yes. in the army. I haven't. I don't know yet. Maybe. maybe I'm, not, I'm not sure either. So the I think this one is fucking ridiculously good. It's seventy-five points. It's called Tarskin. Tarkin. Tarskin. The general from the Star Destroyer in Star Wars. Tarkin. General Tarkin. Enemy units in base contact with one or more models with this manifestation suffer minus one attack value. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it, no, it is a trap. It's really good. Uh, hold your horses. Being an ogre player, we have almost the exact same item. 
No, but this is different than your item. No. Because it's... But this isn't to a minimum of one. Uh, but No, but that's in the call rules. Oh, okay. But it's enemy units. Yeah, but it's the same with the Ligos tongue. It's almost exactly the same. Um, and the thing is that I'm not saying it's bad. Not at all. But it's, it's expensive. And I thought, I thought so it was many, bringing it to zero. No, you can never go below one. It's okay. the same with agility. Okay. Um, but, but here, Ligos tongue is only in base contact with the model. No, it's units. It's it's units touching the model. It's true. This is units touching the units. Mm, no, this is with the model enemy units in base contact with one or more models with this manifestation. True, but it I'm, goes. I'm right. But it goes on all the unit, right? The whole, the whole unit. Yeah. The whole yeah. unit has it. Not not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Why? No. It's dominant. It says enemy enemy units in base yes. contact. Yes. So but if, it can, if you're, it if can be a character and it can be a unit, so it depends on what you choose. Okay. Ah, because it's not. This is not automatically transferred to the unit you're in. But no. the, the enemy unit is taking minus one attack. Yeah, but your own unit doesn't have it. It's only the character. Yeah, you only have the character. It. Or maybe if you have a unit that can take it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, yeah. I'm oh, right. <laughs> no, it's, but the, it's good. The, but it's the thing is that it's against some armies, against ogres, against warriors of chaos and stuff yeah. like that. It's it's really good. But there's so many times where it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I don't all. think I don't think I'm actually going to take this one because, yeah, as you say, it's not good in all matchups. And no. if you're taking this, you're not taking something else. So next one, Dark Hide. The model gains Scout with the following exception: it must be deployed fully inside the owner's deployment zone. I think this is amazing. I think it's really good. Yeah. So it's like I can drop this after everything else has been dropped. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And make sure that you have a good matchup yeah. opposite you. Yeah, I think this is going to be in every list that has like a big demon. Which almost every list will, Yeah, I think. But the the thing is that right now, I don't know, there, there was a long time after the Ninth Age project started where everyone just said, I want to drop first, I want to take the first turn. and But I think right now... We more, were just talking about... More yeah. and more people, they're more hesitant because sometimes it's much better to have the proper matchups yeah. than it is to have the first turn, where you will probably use the entire first turn trying to get the good matchups again. Yeah. So here you can say, I'm gonna put everything down and my Scourge or whatever can go exactly where I want it. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I think it's really good as well. When we talk about manifestations, are they limited by points or limited by numbers? So if you have like a Scourge we, of we Wrath? Can, we can get to that. Okay. Um, so Hammerhand, plus one attack, 35 points, easy, Yeah. good. Some models it may be amazing, some units it may be a little more meh. Next one. It's only yeah. for characters, but yeah. Next I one. Iron Husk, 60 points, cannot be taken by gigantic models. The model gains plus one to resilience. Pretty good. Mm. This is interesting. I think it's nice defensive item in a demon army because yeah. you don't get armor saves really. And yeah, maybe. And as it's really expensive. I think you would take it on any if you're taking like a fighty thing that's not gigantic. You would probably just take this. But how many fighty things are there that are not gigantic? Quite in this a few, armor? actually. Yeah, yeah actually, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, as we go through the the greater demons, you see that we'll make, many of take, them are small. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take note of the base sizes. Yes. and also the height. 
mm. because it, it's changed a lot. The Greta demons are not so tall anymore. Yeah, not all of them. But honest, yeah, we'll get to we'll that. Get but that. I don't think they're less great. No, they're, they're still <laughs> So next one, brimstone secretion. Yeah. So you secrete brimstone. <laughs> Sounds really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Attacks made against the model and against rank and file models in friendly units within six inches of the models no longer are divine attacks if they were. So it cancels out divine attacks against your model and your friendly models if you boost it within six if you boost it. Pretty good. I think this is more like a. I have an extra. Yeah, I don't know, think I, I'm going to take it though, because it's not. There's not that many divine attacks. No, nowadays. unless you're playing your really, really nasty regular opponent yeah. that tools against you. It's playing divination. Like yeah. Or, or if you're playing <laughs> champion of Copenhagen tournament and you can tool your list to every game. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's also a, a way of playing yeah, yeah. age. Yeah. But but then again, let me just retract what I said because I believe the divination. Uh, law or path right now is is the best. Is the best path. That's why we use it. Yes. Yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah. Because you know, unnearing strike and stuff like that will still kill your it's, demon. Yeah, it's really good <laughs> against demons. So the next one is called the third eye. I think this one is pretty amazing. Fucking retarded good. Yeah. Uh, so when a learned spell that targets the model or its unit is successfully cast. The bearer may that cast that spell as a bounce spell with the power level 5-8 in the following magic phase. For 35 points. That's it's really good. I, so, I oh, that, that favor of uh, melodies? Oh no, it doesn't really work against it, does it? But like... Uh, it has to be a damage spell that you let or a hex. Or a, he- or or a hex. hex spell. So you have to let a hex through on your own unit to have a possibility of casting it back. But it also prohibits your opponent from actually casting those in yeah. the first couple of turns. Yeah. You know. Why? The whispers of the veil spell that they want to cast and then shoot you or something. You'll just throw it right back at them. Yeah. But it's bound and it's easy to dispel. Well, then they need to use dice against it. I think you, they go need to, you need to use dice to cast it too. But you have yeah, all I the know. veil tokens in the world. <laughs> but maybe they also have that. Well, I think sure. this is 35 points. It's quite fun as well. I, I like the name. It's a legacy name. Mm, Third Eye. Kind of, kind of. Third Eye. Wasn't that in Warriors? It was... Three-Eyed Raven? No. <laughs> Game of Thrones? You don't, okay, so you don't remember the Third Eye? Yes, I yeah, do, but we don't do. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think 35 points is a fucking amazing. Yeah. I think, I think it's good as well. So the next one... I, I think, think it's overrated. This one is a bit well, expensive. I, mm. This well, one is a bit expensive, hooves. but it's good. Cloven so, hooves. So clo- cloven hooves. The model gains impact hits D3, and these hits are resolved at strength 5, AP 2. I'm going to say a big fat no. Yeah, it's expensive for what it is. Well, if you're really fast? I'm going to say a big fat no. It's like... Okay. Yeah. If, if it was just D3 impact hits, maybe... Because then some of the characters have strength six, or you could well, boost uh, it with yeah. magic or stuff like that. But having played the ogre giant, I've really tried giving it a chance. It has the impact; it's D three strength five. Yeah, you know it. It works on the ogre characters, but it me. 
Okay. It's only because they get one extra when they have two full ranks and yeah, stuff like true, that. True. I, I have better ways of using my so next one allowance. Demonic vomit. But just a just a no. so one more point on that one. You could also put give it to a character in a unit, and then it would get extra impact hits for having extra ranks. No, no, no. Not this one. It's uh, specific in the ogre. Uh, okay, okay, fair enough. So demonic vomit. You get a breath attack, strength three, AP two. Mm. That's it. It's okay. I, I kind of like it, and then again, points. I don't really like it. It's kind of like you can get the dragon stuff in other armies for thirty points, but, this but one with, is no, than with no armor, AP, yeah, with no uh, AP. But then again, it's kind of like, what do you want to use it on? If yeah. You, yeah, I'm not sure. Next one, kaleidoscopic flesh. I was saving you from reading that one. Yeah, I was waiting for you to just... <laughs> 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 flesh. Lights. <laughs> you gain hard target and your unit gain, gain hard target too if you pay the extra points. So it's 45 points for a character or 65 for a unit. I think this is going to be a must-have on any kind of like scary flying Scourge of Wrath type character. Maybe. If he doesn't already have it yeah. in some sort of way, I I can remember. No, I mean, Maybe yeah. it's good. Maybe so. It's not enough. Now we get to the specific manifestations for each god. I think it says down in their allowance that they're allowed to take for like two hundred points Let's of. Just have a quick look. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. May yeah. take manifestations of Father Chaos and or specific god. Yeah. Okay. So all of these were for everybody. Yeah. So I think what we should do is we should. Take the the prof the actual unit entry and then take the manifestations that it can have. So Kulimar's Deceiver. I love the name of this this one. Kulimar. Yeah, Kulimar is like Indiana Jones type stuff. Kulimar. Yeah. Is no is no. Kulimar Deceiver. Sounds really good. Maybe not. Um, so this one is three hundred and thirty five points base. It's standard size, it's a beast, so it's a 25 by 25 model. So it's infantry size, but it has swift stride. Standard size. Yeah. Um, it has protein magic. Um, so it can only take level 1 spells? Number 1 spell, but it has four different paths. It has divination, evocation, thaumaturgy, and witchcraft. How could you see that? Can't you? I have eagle eyes, bro. It's here. I can't see it. Okay. Fine. So, four spells. Um, it's uh, It can take Father Chaos and Envy. It has to take Dominion of Envy if it's the general. It can become Wizard Adept, Wizard Master, and it can take Fly... And Light Troops. And Light Troops. But don't fly. Oh, yeah, they've removed it. Yeah. The nesting rules, yeah. So, the special rules for this one. This is obviously... Um, I'm not sure if it's... I would say it's a combat one. It's a wizard one. It's more of a wizard one. But uh, it has... No, 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 no. It has a special rule that at the start of the initiative step in which the bearer's close combat attacks will be performed, choose one model part from each enemy model in base contact and add their attack value characteristics, excluding any modifiers to the attack value of the deceiver. It's amazing. So it's it's a duelist of some sort, I guess. No, but... No, it's it's... No, 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 no. This one is model part a blender. Each yeah, enemy model. Each, each enemy yes, model. Yes, yes. Oh, shit. You, 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 guys, be... oh. you guys start reading this. Oh, shit. If it's fighting ogres, 
Uh, what's the base size? 25? Oh, only that. So but seven then, then, then what, that would be seven attacks. <sighs> With, you know. <laughs> so this is pretty good. And, uh, and also. But it's squishy. It's toughness five with a five up ages. Yeah, that's all. Welcome to Ogre Life. And also, but this is an ages. And also, it gains um, plus two offensive skill if the models in in base contact are not using a hand weapon. Yeah. So that's the dominion. Yeah, that's the dominion rule. It's forty points, but you have to take it if it's a general. So basically, let's say you're fighting like great weapon hammerers, yes. then you get plus five, plus four attacks. And yeah. they can't. And then you, you, maybe you, no, get, you plus get plus six attacks if you. Oh yeah, plus one. plus six. So you're seven attacks. Seven attacks. And you get plus two offensive oh. skill. So that's making eight. you offensive skill eight. No, because I only think the dominion thing works on rank and fire. I'm pretty damn sure about that because otherwise it would go crazy with bunkers. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Okay. Uh, let's see the manifestation of envy. So yeah. what what can we take on this model? Venom sacks. <laughs> the model and each rank and file model in the unit gains poison attacks if the models close combat attacks uh, or those of the rank and file models in the unit already were poison attacks from another source than this manifestation, the attack will automatically wound on a, on a successful to hit roll of 5 plus. This is very, very strong for 65 points. So I th I'm guessing that there's going to be some units in the in the book that have poison attacks, or at least can take poison attacks yeah. from some kind of uh, manifestation. Yeah. But also on the envy demon, if you want to have poison attacks on your seven attack demon, I guess that's fine. It's only twenty five points for the, on the character. And it only has strength five, so maybe it's easy to get an extra wound out of that. Yeah, I think it's really strong. Yeah, but, maybe. but you also have. I am almost certain that we have some uh, lesser demons, yeah. if we can call them that, that may or may not have about three attacks each. And poison attacks. I don't think they have poison okay. attacks, but you don't need to stack it for yeah. it to be worthwhile. Yeah, it's still if, good. If you, yeah. if you throw something like 18 attacks... So it's only 65 points to give a unit poison attacks. So a prediction? I think there's going to be a core unit with poison attacks in this army. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So it's a res 5, defensive skill 6, 4 hit points, strength 5, offensive skill 6, AP 2, agility 5, discipline 9, advance 5, march 10, ages 5. I think plus. it's worth noting that there's 4 HP. Hit points? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice for a standard size model. Yeah. And it's pretty cheap as well. Yeah, for being a, a mage from the yeah. get-go. And, yeah. and a fighting character. But remember, being a mage, it's an apprentice. You have to upgrade it so it only gets one spell. Yeah, but it gets plus one to... No, but it's a, it has protein magic, so it yeah. knows all of the spells. No, no, one spell. protein magic is that you can you only choose. pick level ones. Yeah. Ah, so you can only choose Master ones. of Kandrake Tower is just a cheating okay. one. But you can have a master as well. And yeah. then, you can get, then you get all four level yeah. one spells from the paths. But, but let's just, you know, seriously, most armies, if they have a master wizard, we're already in like around 400 something points. Yeah. Here we have a master wizard that can beat the crap out of a lot of things. Yeah. That also can also fly if you wanted to. <laughs> and also gives plus two to offensive weapon skill to a lot of units. Yeah. But then he's also almost 600 points. 
No, he's not. Yeah, if you give it everything. Then he, he's if, less than 500 if, points. No, no, that's 535, and you have to pay for the Dominion also. So you're... Yeah. Then was 600. Close to 600. Oh, okay, okay. And if you want to take a manifestation. So okay, but... Let's let me... look at the next ones. So, green fire eyes, 35 points. One use only. May be activated when the model's unit fails a charge range roll. If all models in the unit activate their green fire eyes, the charge roll may be re-rolled. That's really good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Especially since you can just... If you make your charge, then you're fine. Then you save it for later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's really good to have a reroll when you need it. Especially when most units may or may not have Swift Stride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything has Swift Stride as well. And I guess Envy is not going to be the fastest units in the army. Well, that one was Advanced 5 or Advanced 7 if yeah. it was flying. So yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So next one, Piercing Spike, 25 points. Close combat attacks against enemy models with an armor save of 4 plus or higher. Made by the model... Gain plus one strength. I don't get this one. If it is high armor, you get extra strength, but not extra armor piercing. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get it, but I think it's weird. But then it's easier to wound, so there's going to be more armor saves that they're going to fail, even if they still have the same chance of succeeding the armor save. I know, but as long as you're not, um, as long as you're not fighting like two or three up saves, if you're fighting four up saves, that extra strength is going to give you like. A lot of extra wounds, it's gonna fade their armor save and then it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I think for 25 points it's okay. It's good for a unit though. But then it's 45 points. Yeah, but still, 45 points for plus one strength is decent. Yeah. Maybe there's gonna be a unit that has a high armor piercing value from the get go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And they could mm. really use this. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So also, something that's really important, uh, you know, compared to the older editions, there's no. Bigotry between the gods. No, you, you don't have to. Have you, like you can you can mix and mix and match, mix and, and twigs <laughs> as you like. So, so the next one. This is the, probably the the coolest. This model is amazing. It's so cool. Also the the rules. I, uh, I really like it. It's the it's the eater. It's so the maw. The more of Arkan. Arkan. Oh, if it's Akan. if it's spelled in Danish, it's more of Akon. 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 It's double A, so it goes to O. Yeah, more Akon. 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 It's gluttony. It's a big squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> the more of the Akon. Giant squirrel. <laughs> giant squirrel. Eating acorns and when he gets has too many in his mouth. Yeah, pops. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> giant squirrel. Okay, so what what are the rules? Yeah, well, he's huge. He's on a 150 by 100 millimeter base. So this is like a hell cannon base. Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's wide. Oh, rock and rock. Yeah, but yeah. the other way around. Other yes, way around, exactly. Wide. And he has. He's also got swift stride. Because he's a beast. Yeah. Gigantic beast with discipline nine, advanced seven, march fourteen. His nine hit points with nine with resistance five, defensive uh, weapon skill and offensive weapon skill five. He also has fortitude five plus. And Aegis five plus against magical attacks. Then he has um, AP, strength six, AP one with six attacks and with agility three. So he has a special rule called devour, which is eating a lot of acorns. <laughs> so every every time he does a wound, um, you roll d six at the end of the initiative step. On a four plus, you gain a hit point. 
So that's for each unsaved wound. Yeah, and you have six attacks. But there's a catch. When the model gets 18 health points, all units within nine inches immediately suffer 2d6 toxic hits and the model is removed. So he eats too much and then he explodes in toxic acorns <laughs> going a scale of like body fluids okay. from his stomach. This is I, so fucking cool. Yeah, I think I need to speak about my experiences playing with the as a playtester yeah. earlier. The thing is that exploding is kind of a new thing. But it sounds weird that he's only resilience five, that he's only AP one and everything. But Every time I played it, it seemed to have some kind of balance to it. Okay. You know, he would kill a lot of stuff, but he he would, you know, be just sufficiently, you know, uh, he prone to, prone to actually lose some wounds. Yeah. He needs to die a little to stay yeah, alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think something that we didn't mention, and maybe this is a trend, maybe not. He's also a wizard from the beginning. Yeah, a princess. Yeah. And you can also take I, I don't care if he's Adam an apprentice. You know, a lot of you know, other armies pay a lot to have their wizard apprentices. True. And, and he's only six hundred and ten points. Yeah, exactly. Like, really cheap. Yeah. And yes. One small thing to note is the the previous one, what was it called? The Kulima's Deceiver. You could take three of those in your army. This one you can only take one. How, what is ah you saw that up, up there? Yeah, yeah, and we also um, we didn't take his dominion rule if he's the general. Yeah, Basically, good, good. it's that all the affected models melee attacks. So also the stumps, any uh, impact hits, and everything like that may reroll uh, to wound rolls of one. Okay, it's pretty good. So he likes yeah. to wound with his strength six. Yeah, if he can take it himself, <laughs> and he likes to he likes to have witchcraft or invocation. Yeah. yeah. Invocation, which recently got a huge buff. Yeah. Reducing resilience or giving lethal strike would be good in this model. Yeah. Reroll with rerolling one. Reroll rerolling to wound with lethal yeah. strikes, amazing. Yeah. So the manifestations. So unhinging jaw sounds like eating more. <laughs> the model and each random fine model in the unit must reroll fail to wound rolls from close combat attacks against large or gigantic models. So if you are fighting large or gigantic models, you're getting reroll to wound. Hmm. That's, that's good. pretty good. And when you're not, <laughs> you're stomping them. And I, I, yeah. I'm just envisioning a dragon, like an ancient <laughs> dragon flying <gasps> towards the giant squirrel. <laughs> and the squirrel goes like, hmm. Snaggers Maximus. Let me, <laughs> let me gouge on that. <laughs> so you don't want to fight cavalry. No. <laughs> it's still good though um, but so, I, th I think it's really good um, in a unit yeah if you can have some kind of fast unit that yeah. can dictate where to fight and let me just say that I hate this as an ogre player yeah <laughs> but what, what when you have eaten your opponent what happens next with your digestive vomit so one use only, it must be activated the first time the bearish unit performs a post-combat pivot or a post-combat reform. So this is when you've, when you've killed a unit and you choose not to overrun, you can... Yeah, or break, you or, don't have to kill. Yeah, um, you, can you can do a, a combat pivot or a reform. Um, the model or the unit, in the case of a dominant one, and the upgraded version gains 
plus one strength and plus one AP until the end of the game. So this is this is the same as the Warriors of the Chaos favor. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, yeah. Warriors of the Dark Gods. Fuck. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sober evening. Oh shit! But yeah, I, I haven't I seen know. anyone take it because no. usually when you break something, you want to run it down to kill it. Exactly. I think the big difference right here is that in the D, in the new demon book, I'm much more likely just to take it on a single character that that's running around by itself anyway. Yeah. I think this is really good on the on the the hungry guy because yeah, lo- exactly. he's going to get chaffed. Yeah, people are going to chaff him. Put you exactly. an eagle in front of it. Okay, I'll I'll eat the eagle yeah. and then just reform and pivot and then I get plus some strength. It's exactly. like the, the dreadout thing. Yeah, what's it called? Transcendence. 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 It's just a little bit worse. Transcendence. <laughs> so next one, rule butter cannot be taken by gigantic models. So this one can't be taken by the the big the guy. More more of acorn. <laughs> <laughs> like a giant acorn, like, <laughs> like, a, like a Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, we're giving the read. Oh, sorry. You need to, no, no, no. You just need to put the singer on. The acorn. There's a singer called oh, Acorn. Oh yeah. Is that <laughs> do the disco dance? <laughs> I don't know any songs by Acorn, so. Lonely. He's lonely. He's acorn. So lonely. Yeah, I guess that's that's him. <laughs> So, okay. at the end of each round of combat, during which the model's unit was engaged in combat, roll a d6 and add the number of unsaved wounds caused by the close combat attacks from models with Brood Mother and rank and file models in the Barrow's unit. On a score of 7 or more, the unit raises d3 health points. This is really cool. So you get your models back if you kill enough. Yeah, so if you, let's say you kill 4, do 4 wounds. So when you roll a d6, if you roll four or more, and three or more, yeah, you've got to go seven. Oh yeah, sure. So seven or more, you raise d3 health points. That goes to Maul again. Yeah, <laughs> but you the, can't take it on him. The Maul don't want this. He he can't take it. No, nope. it's not a dra- and he, and he he's gigantic. And he no, don't no, want no, to I take it. I know, I know, I know. But you said Maul so many times. <laughs> Pretty good. I yeah. think it's a trap. 70 points? It's, no, no, I, I don't know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like... 70 points for units. It's okay. It's really expensive though. It's... I don't think you get enough value out of it. It depends on what you, which units can have it. Yeah, exactly. You have to take it on a character to take it on a unit. Or on a unit. Or, oh yeah, some units can units? take it, yeah. All the, all the units can take manifestations. Yeah. And they can take more than one, they can take different ones. And they can take from different gods. Okay. So one unit will have like one from Gladney, one from Lust, and one from Pride. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it'll get expensive, I guess. Yeah. Now you can you can pick between them. You cannot have all of them at the same time. You can pick either this one or this one or this one. Yeah. And it's gonna be one from from diff- from different guards. Okay. Yeah. So that one was Gluttony. Yeah. So, so the next one. Oh, this is also a favorite of mine. I have you a lot need, of favorites. You need the name though. Miser of Sugulak. Yeah. Cool. Miser of Sugulak. This is 695 points. Really expensive. So the most expensive off the bat. But it's also really fucking good. Yeah, it's it looks amazing. It looks like the go-to Mr. Big Guy. Yeah. But he's not strong. He's strong as... He's strong five. Strong. Yeah. So what does he have? So he's a gigantic beast. So uh, Towering Presence and uh, Swift Stride. 
He's on a 50 by 100, so chariot base. Yeah. Um, he's advanced 7, march 14. Discipline 9. I think most of these guys are discipline 9. Uh, 6 hit points, 8 defensive skill, 7 resistance. That's the key one. Yeah. Uh, 5 attacks at strength 5, AP 2, agility 2, and uh, offensive skill 5. So, defensive skill 8? Yeah. So yeah. he's hard to kill. That's amazing. Really hard to kill. Yeah, he, he may be the toughest guy to kill. Yeah. So he has two special rules, apart from being a wizard. So without making it too long, he halves all multiple wounds. Yeah. And he gets plate armor, so four up save. <laughs> and then for each fail token in the owner's fail token pool, attacks against the wearer suffer minus one AP. Yes. That it's That's incredible. Really good. So now we have a reason to store six veil tokens. <laughs> yes, we do. Minus six AP. Charge up oh. that fucking veil token pool and just no, have but your I, plate armor. Save. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like like a small. F- it's a big thing, but it's kind of like you have it anywhere. Usually, yes, you have one or two. Exactly. Right? It's just. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. But, but it's only it's it makes only me like a hard model to kill, even harder to kill. Yeah, yeah, and he can take divination spells. Yeah, so he could have defensive ten <laughs> if you want. Or just saying, or or, or distracting, just saying that. <laughs> yeah. So or reroll to wound with evocation and lethal strikes and blah blah blah. Yeah. So greed manifestations. <laughs> I'm not sure I can say this one. <laughs> Grasping proboscis. <laughs> Something that grasps. <laughs> Pro- proboscis. This is pretty proboscis. cheap. I can't even remember what it does, but it's pretty cheap. 15 points. And 30 as a... Well, at the end of each round of combat, during which the model's unit was engaged in combat, roll a d6 and add the number of unsaved wounds caused by close combat attacks from the models with grasping proboscis. Sounds like something we just read. Mm. <laughs> On a score of six or more, you gain a veil token to your veil pool. <laughs> that's really good. For 15 points? Yeah, mm. that's really good. So you're just gonna generate those veil tokens. I guess you would just take it on a character, not on a unit. Yeah, yeah. It's enough. Uh, I don't to, know. You have to get a six or more though, so uh, it's yeah. kind of difficult for a character to And I, I never like conditional stuff like this. But just like the one You roll the six if you do three wounds. I mean, it's a big guy with stumps. But it's too late. You want it to work the same round. It's at the end of the round of combat. Yeah. But you, you charge him up with some chaff. It makes the unit hard to chaff because then you charge the middle token pool up. No. Why? Yeah. Nah, I'm sorry, but... It's cheap. It's, it's the, cheap the, as the character The character that we just talked about can take 175 points. Yeah, so. I know, I know. So it's really cheap just to... Slap it on and yeah. it's an extra 15 but points. It would probably be the first thing to go for me. What, what's 15 points? Like one spearman? It's well, not even, it's well, not even a vermin. Put it another way. Three zombies. Put it another way for like <laughs> 20 points more. You can get an extra attack. I know what I would prefer. But you can take both. You can have both. You're going to have the cake and eat it too. <laughs> so the next one. But I want two cakes. Divine snout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about this one. The, the model and each rank of our model in its unit, if it's uh, if it's the boosted one, must re-roll failed charge range rolls when rolling for charge range against a unit that contains one special item. In addition, if the charge unit contains more than one special item, it gains plus two advance rate for the charge range roll. So now we're hitting something 
that I think is way too cheap for what it does. Yeah, 35 it, points on a character. It's He goes to an advance rate of 9, nine. with Swift Stride, that he can re-roll, and mostly if it's a character yeah. of any sort. Because he's res 7, he's like really good against he's characters. He's pretty damn safe. Yeah. And and this is also where it comes in that you from the get you know when you started your your magic phase you can say okay i'm just gonna keep these three veil tokens or whatever yeah this is insane the next one is even better yeah i know but this this is really good in in in, to me at least yeah 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 and i think on a unit as well it's quite nice Depending on what units you can take it on. Yeah, true, but I still think that the obvious thing like for it, me is the it, character. It's also like most, a lot of core units nowadays have magic banners. Mm. So, yeah. so I think I think it's pretty pretty useful across the board. Yeah. So next one, smothering mm. coils, twenty points on a character. The model gains plus one to wound with close combat attacks against models with scoring. I don't know. I really like it, but you will always go for the expensive one. Yeah. Because most most of your characters mm. already moon on two plus. It's this one's strength five. Oh so, that's true. So it's it's quite nice if you if you think you're gonna be fighting a unit. Yeah. But twenty points again it's quite cheap. Yeah, it's amazing really, cheap. Really cheap. <laughs> But for units, for units, it's yeah, probably better. Even better. And yeah. also, just to note, this one's not dominant, so you can Ooh. take this and another one. Um, let's go to the next one, which will be the courtesan of Chiberesh. Oh no! Wait, sorry, we missed actually no, no. one one rule for the <coughs> the miser of yeah the dominion of Sugalag. So the dominion rule for this one is. Uh, the model gains plus two defensive skill if they're in base-to-base -base contact with an enemy scoring unit. And I think defensive skill is not capped at 10. No. No, it's not. You can go however high you want if you can reach. That's so this could be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard to hit, hard to wound. I think it looks like it's worth it. Yeah. It's expensive. but It's, it's really strong. expensive though. But this one is also... Uh, this one, I, I can really see some potential, the but then again... The Courtesan of Gibberish. <laughs> gibberish. <laughs> gibberish. Gibberish. Uh, this, this is the sexy one, right? Yeah. Hey, there's sexy one with the boobs. Yeah. The big, boob, the big boob snake. So I'm the boob lady. We, we, we could call her Fanny. <laughs> or Connie. Uh, Fanny is more fun. Okay, it's a gigantic, it's a beast, it's a 50 by 100, same as before. Um, advanced, advanced 9, March 10. Um, it's changed a little bit in that it's now res 5 and strength 5. But it has agility 7, 6 attacks and offensive defensive 7. It's really nice for your OCD that you have 6 above 6, 7 above 7 and 5 above, above 5. Yeah, it's also AP 4. Yeah, and it's fast. Yeah, it's really fast. With its razor tentacles. It's also a hard target and distracting. Yeah. So it's uh, got all the special rules. Again, Wizard Apprentice. Yeah. All the D. Okay, we spoil it. All the demons are wizards. 
yeah. all the characters. All the characters, and they can get Wizard Adept and Wizard Master for the most of these ones. And isn't it funny? They can all take the Hereditary, so you can have like a bunch of spells you can cast all the time <laughs> for you, one dice. You're gonna have like a bunch of demons for six, seven hundred points each. Well, some of the guys we've been looking at started at three hundred. Yeah, yeah, and they sure. were well worth the points at already at that there's no one that says that you need to put all your points into one model so let's talk about this one the gibberish avert your gaze is a model rule i'm and not sure about this it's like enemy units within six of one or more models will avert your gaze suffers minus your discipline when taking combat reform tests mm, what I, the fuck I, the, the I, specific I, it's a waste of uh, letters on the paper Mm, not necessarily it's but gonna it's gonna be really good when it works yeah if but, you can like pull it off somehow but it's always it's gibberish it's always <laughs> it's always it's always a, a problem to have a rule that helps you when you're already winning yeah true i think that's that's the problem i think it's more fun to look at the racer testicles <laughs> a track at, attack attribute close combat if the attack is, if the, if the, it's like when the when the hair is so thick that it's razor sharp and just shaved it, <laughs> swinging his dick around. Yeah, but it's a girl. How do you know? It's a, it's a girl and a boy. Oh, it's lust, uh, bro. Yeah, it's got everything. It's gibberish. <laughs> or does it? Or so it's really good if you attack someone in the flank or rear, and then you get some area attack. <laughs> just like. Like spunking in the rear, <laughs> but no, no. But it, you know, if you get in the flank or the rear, it's deadly as fuck. Yeah. So I didn't quite understand how it works. So it's each hit is hitting five models. So it's yeah. five five models area attack like one by five. So it's five five in a in a row, and then strength as you use divided by two. So that's two and a half. Yeah. So it's rounded up. So it's strength three and it's AP two. Two. AP two. So it does a lot of like low strength. This is extra hits, right? Yeah. Yes. So on a normal unit, that would mean like thirty attacks. Oh shit! It's every, for every attack. Yes. Yeah. For every attack. Yes. Fuck. <coughs> That's a big the attack. testicle. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got like one ball. He's like, whoonk, <laughs> right on there. <laughs> it's pretty damn. It's, it's good if you can pretty. get if you can get up the rear of someone. You, you don't want this cortison in your side or behind you. No, and you're gonna get and fucked. And it's fast enough to do it as well. Yeah, move at nine. Yeah, he most definitely is. And it's hard time and distracting. Yeah. So what is the dominion? So the dominion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> models affected gain plus two march rate and must reroll failed charge range rolls when. Charging mm. enemy unit in the flank or rear facing. Bang! So. This one likes it up the ass. <laughs> I, I just noticed you can have three of these. Three? Yeah. No, one. Oh shit, I thought point wise. Sorry. Yeah. So let's see what lust manifestations we can have on it. Hot blood. <laughs> Hot rod. Hot blood. The model gains devastating charge plus two agility. So basically, when it's on this period, it gets really angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it gets fast. <laughs> okay, next one. Mesmerizing plumage. Plumage. <laughs> plumage. I think it's supposed to say. No. Plumage sounds better. <laughs> 
It's like when you go up inside it's plumbing and you get mesmerized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So friendly units, including the barrier units, engaged in the same combat as one or more models with this manifestation get gain plus one offensive and plus one defensive skill while engaged in that combat. I think this is really good because it's only 40 points. And what is, what is it ready? What does it start with? Is it seven? Mm, yeah. Not, too far. Not too far. Wait. It's seven. seven. So it goes to eight. That's pretty good for no. five points. Oh, yeah, including the bear units. So. Yeah. So, good enough. Yeah. What about the them? roaming hands? <laughs> They're all over you. <laughs> when a unit is engaged with an enemy unit's flank or rear. So, like, when it's, its hands are really roaming, only, when it, only in the rear. And it gains plus one strength and plus one AP. That's really good when you combine it with the special rule. No. no? Because then you have strength 6 and it's still only strength 3. Uh, but it's plus 1 AP. Yeah, it's plus 1 AP. Plus 1 AP though, so yeah. it will be... AP 3. AP 3, yeah. But I think maybe with maybe I misunderstood rule because that would make it endlessly weaker against single targets. Why? Because then all your attacks would go down to half strength. No, no. No, no. Why? There's no brackets in the area attack. So you just don't. So you just hit one per one model. Just hit one model, and you just don't yes. hit him in the flank or rear. That's not necessarily a decision you can make. Well, why so would, if, why would so, you? So if I put my cowboy with a one up, one up, rerollable something yeah. like that, I just show you my flank. You charge my flank. Then instead of making strength six attacks, you make strength three attacks. Why? Because that's what you do. When you're in the side. No, it's different. You get, you still get your normal attacks. Are you sure? Yeah, it's, it's an attack attribute. So it's in addition to your attacks, right? Yeah. But read it. I think Henry's read right. It. Yeah, but it's not, it's not enough to say that you think it's right. Read it. Because okay. it says that the attack gains... We were just there too far. Sorry. Don't go down so fast, Henry. Mm. <laughs> you, go, you always go down on me too fast, Henry. So... If the attack is allocated towards an enemy model's enemy's flanks or rear facing, so I'm saying, oh, I think it is, is like you're allocating your attacks, and then if this attack that you're allocating is to an enemy's flank or rear, it gains area attack one. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Then we need to find the area attack rules and see <coughs> if you can always make one of them stronger or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember the specific rule, but either way, I think we can kind of decide that this is... No, uh, it's well. it's good against yeah. units, but maybe not against single... But it has brackets here. So the brackets are the first hit, which is just as user. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay, there, the brackets are there. Yeah. Then it's even better. It's yeah. fucking really good. Really this good. is amazing. And wow. It can be Wizard Master on the Divination or Witchcraft too, so... Witchcraft is probably good to make sure mm. it gets in the flank and rear. Yeah, and Divination is, shenanigans. Divination yeah. is really good at shooting other demons. Okay, this is... Which is the obvious. But you know what? Damn, it's like every single character so far has some kind of use. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a 30 infantry killer in one go. Fuck. <laughs> so it's only 600 points. Plus, plus a stump. It's only 600 points. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Something. next one. Omen of Savar. That's almost like Oven. 
395 points. You can take three of them. It's, I love this one. It's standard height. It's a beast, but it's 50 by 50. And it's small. So it's like a... And it's fragile. Demon Prince... Unicorn. Base. <laughs> Unicorn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, advance 6, but March 18. Discipline 9. Wizard Apprentice. Divine Right. Special Rule. It causes fear. Not all of them cause fear. Yeah. Some of them have Tower from being yeah. gigantic. So four hit points. Defensive skill eight. Mm-hmm. Resistance five. Ages six plus, but four plus against magical attacks. And but then now the interesting stuff. Now happens. interesting stuff. So attacks. Two plus D six. That seems okay. So that's five. Between, between three and eight. Uh, very swingy. Yeah. Offensive skill five plus d six. So now here here comes good. the fun part. So yeah, six and eleven. Yeah, strength six, AP three, agility six. So he's a killer. Yeah. So I would say this is like kind of a character killer in some ways. Yeah. So let's see what divine right is. So divine right, the bearer must issue a jewel whenever possible. Jewels issued by this model must be accepted if possible by a character, unless a champion accepts first. So. You, they always you always have to accept this jewel, regardless of whether you you accept with a champion or a character. But a champion can accept it first. In addition, when fighting a jewel, the model gains lethal strike and multiple wounds too. Ouch! Sham bam! Thank with you, man. Eight attacks, <laughs> offensive eleven, strength six, uh, AP three. I'm just gonna say it right off the bat. This starts at three hundred ninety-five points. Yeah. I'm not sure which characters should not be scared of this. Yeah, especially it, with four plus against magical attacks. Yeah, Most it, characters it, have magic it, weapons. It has the potential to kill every single character in the game, no matter how big it is. Yeah, it's res five. Yeah. Let's it, just say you roll really well. You have eight, you know, eight strength six attacks with offensive weapon skill 11. Yeah. Yeah. And he can be mounted on a throne. The throne of overwhelming splendor. It's like a chariot thing. <laughs> it's like a flying chariot. Then he just goes down to a straight four up ages against everything. He gains, um, um, he gains an extra hit point also. Yeah, so plus one hit point, four plus ages against everything. You get a writhing majesty, like a, a, a beast, and you get impact hits. And... Every, rising star whoa. that's fucking crazy <laughs> every time you kill a model in a duel you get a plus one combat score for the rest of the game it's gonna be combat rest monster by himself yeah so even if they start feeding you you know oh. champions so it has to be in a duel so you just feed him units without champions <laughs> so you yeah <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would just aim at the biggest bunker there is and go yeah, to but, town. <laughs> but he's flying, so he's hard to. You can't chaff him. Hard to chaff. Light troops. Oppressors can chaff him. Huh? What? You made a video about yeah. chaffing flying yeah. things. <laughs> All due respect. Yeah. Okay. His, his dominion is that um, units with half the models affected by this may reroll discipline tests. So he's also a BSB. On its own, yeah. yeah. And if you're on the uh, throne of overwhelming splendor, it's you get a uh, towering presence. So 18-inch bubble. 
And let's have a look at the manifestations of pride. The horns of hubris. The model gains vanguard six inches. Okay. Yeah. 30 points. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds British. Yeah. 35 points. Discipline tests. Uh, with at least one model with this manifestation, are subject to minimize role. This combo is really, really good. good. Yeah. Really well with the throne that gives you <coughs> plus combat res. Yeah. And your reroll. And you have minimized rolls in your discipline tests. Yeah, exactly. But again, put, uh, you know what? Just put this on the guy without the throne and throw it into the biggest bunker you can find. Yeah, still. He'll survive. He'll kill everything. Yeah. How many points was the throne? Did you see? 330. That's like doubling oh, his points. Yeah, probably won't take that then. No. But he just fly. Yeah, I don't know. Bronze backbone. So, gains hatred. <laughs> If the model loses a round of combat, the model must reroll failed hit rolls in the following roll of combat. Really good. What? So you get hatred, and then if you lose combat, you gain hatred, hatred for another turn. Yeah. Which is better. This seems seems really good. 50, so you for get 50 points. So reroll to hit, and if you're losing, <coughs> you, you get bonus. Yeah. Fine by me, I guess. Yeah. I'll take wow. it. Yeah. 75 points for a unit. Wow. That's pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. So we're about... Done with Elven. Done with... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check that. Uh, the last one? No, no, no. Uh, we have more. Two more. Ugh, Three more, I guess. Three more. So I the... Need, I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> the Sentinel of Nakuja. 675 points. You can take three of these. But oh my god, he's fast. No, you can't. Take three of them. So this is no, the, you can't, because it's 675. Depends points. on how, how big a game you're playing. This, yeah. this is the owl one, right? The sloth one. Yeah. So, it's advanced to March 4, but as you see, <coughs> it doesn't really matter. So, it's standard size beast, 50 by 100. It's basically a big fat owl. <laughs> uh, wizard master... Straight up, so that's why it's also 675. It's got stat lines of 5 across the board. It's got a 4 plus Aegis, AP2, Agility 1, with a Crush Attack and 1 Attack. Yeah, here we go. It's just a Crush Attack. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a Wizard. Omniscience. This is where it gets nice. In the Magic Phase, if the model did not march or declare charge, <coughs> The cost of converting Veil tokens into magic dice is decreased to 2 to 1 during this player turn. 2 tokens per 1 magic dice. That's good. This is really good. So I think the most th the thing that you have to remember is you either you must take one of the following. So you either take Strixian Spirit for 25 points and that gives you don't go down. Gigantic. And fly 6, 18, light troops, and plus 1 health point. So so you go from 2 to 6, and you can fly 18. And you gain plus 1 health points, so you have 6 health points. The other option is the throne of the oracle, which you change your base size. You don't change your base size. It's uh, standard size, so you can go in infantry units. Yeah. You're tall, you get the throne, and you gain advance 5, march 10. 
so you can keep up with the infantry units. Yeah. So and then you get some extra strength three attacks, which yeah. don't, really, don't matter. really matter. So basically, if you want to go in a unit, you take the throne, and if you want to fly around on your own, you take the flying one. So, but can we agree that most of the time you will choose one or the other? You oh, have it to, you must. Have to, you have to. It yeah, okay. you have to. It's okay. forced upon you. Yeah, it's pushed upon you. But it's pretty cheap to make it yeah. the flying thing. I think I think I would prefer to take the flying one myself. Yeah. So that sets him in at seven hundred points. Yeah. So it's a wizard master. It can take divination, evocation, thaumaturgy, and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And the dominion rule is. Um, models within the Dominion gain Aegis 4 plus against special attacks. Very situational. Yeah. It's good against stumps. Yeah. Run that unit into the stumping giant and take him down. Yeah. Or the dragon. Or oh, was it the big brother giant? Yeah. And, uh, you know, in most games it will probably do something, but. So, the manifestations segmented shell. When the bearer suffers a wound from attacks with multiple wounds, the number of wounds it's multiplied into is reduced by one. Yeah. So take one less wound if you take a wound? Yeah, so if you take multiple wounds, two, then it's reduced by one. Multiple is D3, it's reduced by one. Mm-hmm. Next one, Aura of Despair. Enemy units suffer minus two advance rate to a minimum of one when rolling for charge range against units with at least one model with this manifestation. So it's pretty good. Yeah, but it's only for characters. You would probably just. I don't really like it actually. I don't really want to put my character in a position where I can get charged. No, but if you if you don't want to march around that, you only have movement six if you're flying. So maybe that's actually pretty good. If you want to keep your 700 point wizard <laughs> not marching. Yeah. Ooh. The next one's nice though. But yeah, the next one is amazing. Chilling yawn. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it makes the, the model a frost mammoth. For 75 points though. So and you still got to get it in contact with someone. So you get m- no, but the minus three agility. Let's just see what it yes. does before we talk about yeah. it. So minus three to agility with enemies in base contact, and it's only available on the character, not a unit. Ah, uh, I love it. it but it's, you, you only have a crush attack, so you, you don't, don't want to fight it. You don't really want to fight. No, anything. but it makes it a really, really. You can't good even stop. Thing. You don't want to fight anything. Yeah, I guess. I guess with with. When you're flying around and running in supporting stuff, yeah, yeah. it could, it could you work. Don't, you don't want to charge anything with it. You want to exchange veil towards really cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay, but I think I think it's something you build your army around. Yeah. Nah. Anyway, the last but not least, the most expensive choice probably in the whole book, and maybe the least impressive one. Yeah. Up for debate? Yeah. The Vanadra's Scourge of Wrath. So. Gigantic Beast, 50 by 100. It has. Impressive stat line. Yeah, well, it's flying, 6 and marching 16, but it can also move along the ground for movement of 8. And March 16 with Discipline 9. I like this, actually. I think it's a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's not fast too on the ground. Not too strong, so you can still kind of. Try and chaff it yeah. if it's flying uh, above you. Six hit points. It's only f- defensive skill four. 
Resistance 6, it has no armor save, and it has Aegis. 5 up with a 4 up Aegis against melee attacks. That's 5 attacks with offensive skill 8, strength 7, AP 4, and agility 0. So it's going to be... Always striking last. last. But it has devastating charge, distracting. Mm-hmm. And so, battle focus. Yeah, but it's not devastating charge. De- battle focus and rage. Yeah, these are the two, the two fun rules. That I works. remember in the playtest, the Aegis was not like this. No, it used to have extra plus two against magic or something like it, that, right? No, it, and they had a different uh, different hereditary, so it was in the playtest it was possible to run this model with a three-up Aegis. Against <laughs> re-rolling ones. Re-rolling ones against range attacks. I can see why they took Change, that away. That, yeah. I like this much better. Yeah. So rage. Um, whenever the model loses a health point, it gains plus one attack. No, it's it's the same as the giant's health. Yeah. If, but, but if it if it gains a health point, it gains minus one attack. That's the same with the giants. But he's not a wizard from the get go. Yeah. No, he has not. to pay for it. This is the only one. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. It, he, this is the really? only one, this is the only one that's not a wizard. Ah, yeah, okay. But it's cheapest health. Yeah. So mm. the path of Dal Magoth. Uh, instead of selecting spells as normal, the model must select the following learning spells. So, if it's a wizard apprentice, it gets smite the un- unbeliever. If it's an adept, it gets smite the unbeliever and know that enemy. If it's a master, it gains smite the unbeliever, know that enemy, and spectral blades. Hmm. So we only get three spells, but like minus They're strength and tough spells. and resistance is good. Yeah. Plus and two weapons and agility is good, yeah. and reroll to wound is good. And lethal, and lethal strikes, yeah. But but notice it's not that expensive to buff him as a wizard. No, it's like from thirty to one hundred eighty points. So yeah, it's cheaper. And the dominion. Uh, the effect that models cannot benefit from parry and their attacks ignore parry. So <coughs> you ignore parry and you cannot have it yourself. Yeah. So just don't have it yourself and you're fine. Yeah. But there was that one uh, manifestation that you could so, take, right? So, so basic. That. Yeah. So basically, you make people pissed, so they just throw down their shields and. <laughs> yeah. So I think the manifestations will kind of set the tone for this guy. Um. So. Incen- incendiary Ica. 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 The model gains Aegis 2 plus against flaming attacks. Yeah. This is a must take for me. All melee attacks, including special attacks and shooting attacks made by models, uh, maybe not gain flaming attacks. Uh, so you trade yeah. something so, for something not so good. But it's really cheap. 15 points. I would never ever take this. No, me neither. So two plus ages and you gain flaming. Matt, next. Rip crack tail. Lightning reflexes. Now this is now we're talking. Plus one to hit. Yeah, plus one to hit. That's Fifty points for a single model. Yes. Yes. Easy, Always easy choice. Red haze. This manifestation may be activated at the start of any round of combat. All models in the same unit must activate it if one model does. When activated, the model's close combat attacks gain plus one strength and plus one AP, but each of its attacks with a natural roll of one to hit is distributed onto the bearer's unit. The effects last until the end of the round of combat. But it's not one use only. No. So you can just activate it when you want? Yeah. So this is like... This is good. Plus one strength, plus one AP. I can see it being used. Yeah. I, I, know, I remember Rasmus using this against me when we were doing playtesting. Yeah. So you want to have strength 8? 
Yeah, well, you take it, but you don't always have to use it. True. So let's say let's say you're fighting a steam tank or something. You're like, fuck it, just yeah. give myself the extra AP, extra strength, wound on twos. and You can go give it to a unit. Yeah. And I guess you still have a four-up ages uh, against Against the urn yeah. attacks, yeah. Yeah, fine. It's cheap. Yeah. It, it's... It's really cheap, really cheap. for strength eight. And then also remember, you can use the hammer hand from the yeah. Father Chaos. That's plus already like, plus one. How many, how many points can he take? Because this is obviously the most interesting one, right? This is like the biggest combat. So what do you take for 150 points in this guy? You take the... Um, plus one attack. Yeah. You take the, plus the lightning reflexes. Yeah. So that's 85. You want him to scout, I guess. Yeah, probably as well. 110. Yeah. So how much do we have left? Um, Plus one advance? Mm. Do, you, do you give him Spear of Infinity? Mm. I think actually the unnatural roots may be good for him. Oh, yeah. so, he, so he doesn't... Yeah, that's good as well. Know, Kaleidoscopic flesh, hard target. Iron husk. No, no, uh, no, can't. No. Gigantic. Uh, yeah, hard target is, is good. Tarskin may actually be very much viable against him. For him? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You know, if it means that problematic units such as hammeros. Yeah. And other stuff like that, like. White Lion, oh, oh, they, don't, they only have one attack each. Yeah. But most characters, they, they start to have... 75 points? I, I'm, not, I'm not thinking it's that good. It's half of your allowance. Yeah. Half. I'd rather take the Red Mist thing, the Red Haze. Yeah, that was great as well. I think, I mean, plus one attack, that's 35 points. And you take the Red Haze, then we are at 70, that's half of your allowance. Maybe Brimstone Secretions? No more Divine Attacks? Yeah, yeah, because you don't want anyone to fuck up your four acres. And it's all attacks, so it's shooting attacks, magic attacks, close combat attacks. Yeah. 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 You don't have to max out your allowance, yeah. though. No, you don't have to take anything. Just take plus one attack, some brimstone. I might actually consider taking the living shield on him. Parry? Parry, yeah. Yeah, plus one. And, and distracting on devastating charge. Yeah, that's quite nice actually. Because he's agility zero. And he yeah. has defensive four. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would take the plus one to agility and parry and plus one attack and call it a day. Uh, plus one agility is really good, so he's yes. just before the agility. So he's one. before yeah, great, great weapons. Yeah, that's, no, that's a nice one actually. That's and it's 15 points. 15 points, yes, any yeah. day. Yeah. But he's hopefully always going to be before great weapons. If he charges, ah, round two, yeah, never mind. S stuff like that. But even like even being agility two when you charge, yeah, isn't that striking at the same time as like a source character? Source character have like three and four, yeah, okay. and spears. No, but it's still, <laughs> it's still important so you can run yeah. into a block of great weapons. Yeah. Interesting. So, what's the overall view of the of the greater demons? In general, I think it's really not too strong, but it's seen, everything seems viable. Maybe apart from the the flying turkey thing, 
the owl. Owl. <laughs> but that could be good too. I mean, if you're going for that really strong magic phase and you want to invest 800 points in it. Yeah, that's true. And you're going to have a lot of dice. No, but I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that out of all that, it seems like the weak. Is the rule that you can only exchange 12 vid tokens or is it you can only make four dice? You can only make four dice. But then you can keep the rest in your bank. Yes. So hmm. unless you have more than 11 fail tokens, which is not very often, yeah. you can max out and have three for the next phase. I, I can't remember the name, but all the names, but damn, some of them are so fun. Yeah. But let me just ask you something. The charged tendrils, how many times can you take it? Because it's not zero to two, so you can take it multiple times. Yeah, maybe you can probably take it on multiple units, right? So you have to take it, you have to spend a hundred points to be able to save six wheel tokens. No, I just don't, I don't really think you need to. Mm. Maybe one is probably enough. Mm. Well, it's difficult to say. There might, there might, also, the there might also be other things in the book that allow you to save extra yeah. extra veil tokens. Yeah, but I like the demons and they seem like a fun... Very, yeah. very customable and very different from everything else. But so uh, I, you need we, to we like. Of, uh, we're talking about them being like really customizable, and I, I customizable, know, yeah. I know Emil, who's been on the podcast before. He's he's always moaning that you can't really customize the demons the way that you want to. He he kind of thinks that you have a lot of options, but it, it's completely different to like the the main rulebook items. Like you don't really have access to them, so. It makes it very difficult to get something that you, that really works. Do you, do you think that's that's right in this, or do you think no. there's actually lots of options here where you can use? No, and we're only looking at the great demons here, but yeah, I know. But already now we almost have twice the amount of options we would have in a normal book. Yeah. What you need to remember is that when you have access to the arcane compendium, uh, enchanted items or magic items, special items, you know, you can't use half of them anyway. <laughs> because there's limits because of your size, there's limits because of whatever you are. Like, again, I'm sorry for using the Ogres as an example all the time, but take half the magical yeah, armor standard, standard size only. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, you know, something else like uh, it's only heavy armor or plate armor. Yeah, that's so really all, annoying. Yeah, so all of a sudden, <laughs> half your, you know, combat characters like a hunter can't even take it. Yeah. You know, simple stuff such as the ghostly. Ghostly Guard. Ghostly Guard. Ghostly Guard is really annoying. It's only heavy armor. Yeah. Also, a lot of the the normal magic items, they don't fit your army, perhaps. Even if you can take them, half of them you're not going to take because they don't really fit how your army Mm. works. I mean, they're so great because all of the armies are using different parts of it. So the magic items get get used. But each army is not going to be able to have all the choices available for them anyway. And for the demons, they're going to have like a lot more choices than a normal army would have. Yeah, I, I think so as well. For me, there's so many options here. And <clears throat> as we kind of alluded to, a lot of the units also have the options to take many of these manifestations. Yeah. And it's going to be, it has been a big job to make all these special manifestations that all of the units and all the greater demons could use in the book. I mean, that takes a lot of work because everything has to work on a character, on a unit, and has not to be too good or too bad when combined with X, Y, Z. Yeah, but you know what? The thing I really see as being ex- insanely strong already now is that previously when you had demon lists, if they had a greater demon, 
they most likely were more than a thousand points. Yeah. Now it looks like you can actually go pretty cheap. Yeah, you can maybe get two or three. Like everything or is relative. Everything is relative, of course. Yeah. But just take a moth econ or a can or whatever, <laughs> and you know what? Just let it stay at those like six hundred points. Yeah, you don't need to take that many no, manifestations exactly. on it. And just look at the value you get for those points. Yeah. That's. But it's amazing. But if you want to have it, it's six hundred fifty points out of the gate. Sure, but you could take that and a scourge. You know what? Take it and compare it to any monster. That some of them are even yeah. close to being five hundred. I think points. I would. Yeah. I think I would have like the small ones. Those were like three hundred. Yeah, the pride, the pride ones. Yeah, two, two of them, and then go ahead and just have fun. Yeah. Never leave home without that pride. Thing. Oh, that that the uh, that oven thing with all the attacks and stuff. Oh yeah, that's, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, oh, the, yeah. the, the one, one that fights. Yeah. yeah. So which the duels. which one do we think is the best out of the seven? All of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna choose I, one, based based on the rules, um, the one with resilience seven. I can't remember that the name. That was the miser. Yeah, miser of Sukulak. I think it looks incredibly strong. I think I like the gibberish. <laughs> Yeah, the courtesan of what is it, yeah, I guess it's. I, I don't know if it's like a soft C, like a chibberish. Yeah, chibberish or chibberish. Like, I like this, but I mean the the omen guy is also quite nice. He just needs to be in melee. Melee, no, no, magical attacks. Fuck. But but it's like against characters who have magic weapons, right? Yeah. But many of them don't have magic weapons. Yeah, it's a mix nowadays, isn't it? I know. I think for me, I like the big fat guy with who eats a lot. It's amazing. It's like uh, he's a little bit close to my heart. We actually, you know, the whole th- we didn't talk enough about this. I think with the two to six hits with toxic attacks, even when he dies. Yeah, even when he dies, that means that this let- guy against elves. This guy is fucking insane. No, but he's he- like stomping strength five AP or strength six AP one. Yeah, but even if you have a one of rerollable armor, save cowboy that was the one that killed him maybe yeah because that would seem oh, it's like two a... to six hits yes oh it's like a breath of yeah on everything within nine inches yeah it's and he has a big base yeah so so <laughs> even even if you have something that's really good at fighting it you're still taking i'm not saying it's a big chance but you're taking a chance mm. he might just take you down with him yeah. <laughs> or just throw him into the middle of a, an elf army and just say, kill me. Yeah. Kill me. It sounds cool when like, taking him down with you and like to eat stuff. Yeah. I need to find a squirrel model. <laughs> Go to the early learning center just buy like a fat squirrel. Yeah. And his base is so big that being within nine inches is... <laughs> like half the board almost. Yeah. <laughs> so would you make him uh, Evocation Master? It, it all depends on the list. Yeah. Both of these paths, they give you, give you access to a flying spell. Or movement spell. Yeah. yeah. So you can move him around really fast. <coughs> just run him up the flank and just start chewing. Mm. I mean, how do we feel about the magic paths in general? It seems like divination, witchcraft, evocation and thaumaturgy are the four paths that the demons have access to. Yeah. They are really good. They're all strong paths, I think. Yeah. I think all of them... Yeah, maybe apart from witchcraft, they all excel at having something in all faces. Yeah, witchcraft, witch, witchcraft will have something in all faces. 
but still you also have the hereditary yeah. that will give a little bit of so you, you could for example take witchcraft and then use the hereditary and as a, your, on a lot of wizards as, as, your, as your pew pew yeah but if we're taking greater demons we're not gonna have that many wizards yeah true but maybe you just take one or two right or four or four <laughs> <laughs> It would have been interesting if we'd done the math and just to see what you can actually, actually fit in. Actually, the receiver is quite nice because it's so cheap. Yeah, I but like this one. I, I know this has been spoiled. Uh, not necessarily spoiled, but commented on, on the forum. But there will be five non-character units that has access to the hereditary. Five. I think it's going to be five units that can take the manifestation that gives them access to yeah, the exactly. hereditary. Yeah, or it can be one of the units with the Wizard Conclave. Yeah. But nevertheless, there we also have a couple of units. So even if we only take two or three characters that has access to it, we can still get three more. Yeah. And having five of something is never <laughs> totally bad. I think you end up with diminishing returns if you start to stack mm, it too much. Like, maybe. Depends on how many veil tokens you maybe, have. But have it, two or three, that's going to be enough. You, you can think as much as you want, but we agree that without doing the numbers and without the full book, can, can we just agree that it seems like there's a lot of shenanigans, yeah, gaining dice and wizard, yeah. uh, sorry, veil tokens and everything like Many that. Many small like synergies that can be activated to yeah. improve your... Your list. It mm. seems like a lot of people will have to use all Christmas break <laughs> well, <laughs> to just b- breaking it down. The best is gonna be like saying the names when you deploy a unit. <laughs> I'm charging the gibberish with the Kulila Kulima. Okay. <laughs> so what is it again? Uh, Casimir and I are gonna get so drunk when we do the fluff, <laughs> we do the fluff review of this. Yeah. We're planning the the fluff review for like the second week of January, so uh, look out for that one. Yeah. Uh, just to finish up, I think we just say Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and uh, don't forget to uh, honor Krampus. No, that's too late. Why? Wow. He was a nice guy. He gave you coal and beat you with a stick. And chains. And chains. <laughs> and like kidnap small kids. Is it Danish then? No, it's like German folklore thing. No, it's a Germanic folklore. Germanic folklore. Like it was a de- Christmas demon that will come and like kidnap small children and beat them with sticks and chains and change them into coal if they were bad. Like be- before Santa was there. It sounds like Kulima's deceiver. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Christmas Day. 